0: This morning, I shared with the 820 service, when it was pouring down rain, that a sign, a message, came up on my Facebook yesterday. And it said, whomever is praying for rain, please let them pray for my bank account. (laughs) I have um, always enjoyed standing before you and seeing your smiling faces. I don't know how many more opportunities I'm going to have to preach in this moment, so I'm going to take full advantage of this if that's okay with you. Anthony DeMillo, a Jesuit priest, in his parable entitled The Explorer describes how someone leaves his home village to explore the faraway and exotic Amazon. When he returns to his village, the villagers are captivated, and the explorer tries his best to describe the beauty, his experiences, as well as the feelings that flooded his heart. Instead, he chooses to draw a map He shares it with the villagers and tells them that they must simply go to the Amazon. They must experience it themselves. Every villager immediately copies the map and they frame it for their homes and their town hall. Over the years, they regularly study the map and discuss it often until the villagers, whom have never experienced the Amazon, consider themselves experts. They've never experienced the Amazon, but consider themselves experts. Sometimes our faith is a little or maybe a lot like this parable. We are intellectually aware of God. We know some of the Hebrew names of God, Yahweh, In Elohim. We have memorized scriptures, the Lord's Prayer, even Psalm 23, but we have not experienced God as sheep who hear and respond to God's voice. This morning on Mother's Day, where we acknowledge the wide spectrum of mothering, We are invited to experience what it means to be connected to God in a way that is personal and at times complicated. Verse 27 encourages us to become explorers, but not as armchair explorers, but as individuals who are journeying to inwardly experience a living God. Friends, there is a deep interconnectedness between your relationship with God and the words, my sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. In the midst of this verse, Jesus is talking to the Jews during the festival of dedication. Today we know it as Hanukkah. It is in December So you can imagine the scheduled flurry of activities and the celebration that's taking place. The setting for this discussion was on the colonnade porch of the temple. This space, this porch, served as a major temple divider and faced into the court. It was during this conversation that some of the Jews clustered around Jesus and pointedly asked him, Are you the Messiah? And if so, tell us plainly. The Jews were seeking messianic clarity, whether it be an affirmation or a denial that Jesus was the Christ. His response was poignant I have already told you, he says, and you do not believe. John 10, 24 is the only place in the gospel where Jesus is directly asked whether he is the Messiah. So I want to ask this question How many of us in this worship space, as self aware, self directed, self connected, self made individuals in the presence of the Holy Spirit, are asking the same question Are you the Messiah? How many of us are saying to God, if so, tell us plainly? In other words, we are saying, if you are God, then show me a miracle. If you are God, you know not to lead me down uncharted, uncomfortable, painful, and unfamiliar paths. If you are God, rid me of my doubt and make your existence, your power, and your presence plain to me if you are God, right this minute, right now, renew my strength, revive my spirit, and help me in my unbelief, if you are God. See, even in the midst of worship, God's grace and love opens a space for you to acknowledge the ambiguities and how differently we as individuals can connect to God. For some of you, it's through music or nature. For others, it's through study and prayer, exercise, cooking, serving, or helping. For some like me, it's through a litany of questions even without answers. So I want you to take a moment because you're intentionally going to be self-aware and self-centered. It doesn't happen often in a worship setting, so I want you to take advantage. Don't think about your spouse or the person next to you. I only want you to think about yourself. Don't think about your significant other or your life partner. Don't think about your children or your parents. Don't think about your friends, not anyone else but you. In this moment, it's not about ego or judgment. It's about you reflecting on our salvation in Christ this Easter season. Think about you. think about dwelling on this image of being in the hands of Jesus. United in a common purpose and believing that no one can snatch you from the hands of a protective and living Christ. Hands that have performed miracles, Hands that have guided disciples. Hands that were wounded horribly on the cross. See, this is a promise to believers. You are in God's hands every single day. But you may ask, what what does that mean for us? It means that we are called to live out the confidence and the trust that we are the hands of Christ in the world. That those sitting next to you in schools, in jails, in shelters, in community are called to receive our hands. Friends, as believers with this awesome promise, whom are we willing to hold on to when we are the hands of Christ? And whom are we called to hold? This morning, if you're feeling disconnected because of life, work, or maybe you find yourself on an unfamiliar and uncomfortable path, or maybe your connection is like this parable of the explorer, full of intellect and working, but not through experiencing a living God. I want you to hear these words. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. It's hard for most of us to relate to that close connection between a shepherd and his or her sheep. See, Jesus knew the Jews would understand this concept this shepherd and sheep motif, which is interwoven throughout the Old and New Testament. But see, times have changed for us today. We often hear or see videos about sheep being stupid. And as followers of Christ, I often hear how being referred to sheep is insulting. But sheep are so intimately connected to the voice of their shepherd, they do not need to see him or her. They only need to hear the shepherd's voice. The sheep know and trust the shepherd, not because they've gone through some sort of rational intellectual discernment, but because they have experienced the shepherd and his works. It's in the same way a child knows and trusts his mother because of experience, not reason. We often look to connect our faith with signs we can see, and we do not hear. We're too busy looking. So in the simplest form, it is easy to connect this verse with hearing God. But through the Greek translation, Jesus is also saying, my sheep accept my voice. They don't just hear me, they accept me and know who I am and I know them. I know every hair on their head. I know their pain and suffering. I know their heart's desire. I know their greatest hope. I know their greatest needs. See, acceptance is the ultimate way in which we connect to God. We accept God's grace and love as abundant and present even in the midst of pain. We accept God is there when making the most difficult decisions of our lives. We accept God is there to guide us and to give us wisdom. We accept God because we seek God first in all that we do. My sheep accept my voice. I know them and they respond. Connecting self to God is responding by crossing barriers and becoming explorers. Last year, I read Canoeing the Mountains by Tom Bolslinger, and it's a book based on the Lewis and Clark expedition. In a nutshell, it's about leadership in unchartered territory. Knowing the history of Lewis and Clark, I didn't agree with everything in the book. But I did appreciate the precept that at times we have to unlearn all that we've learned as leaders in order to lead, nurture, and grow differently and effectively. Over the years, we've learned to ask, what would Jesus do? We've learned to pray and connect to God as a friend yet even the friendliest and deepest of relationships can go stale and end. So I want to challenge you this morning as a promise to believers that God cannot do anything that we won't allow him to do, will not snatch us from those places that are difficult, but will instead be with us. So what if every time... We connect to God. We strive to connect to God as a stranger instead of a friend. When we connect to God as a stranger, we have the opportunity to experience God in a new way, to be more aware of God's presence, always seeking to learn something new. Asking questions in order to build a dif- deeper relationship with a God who is new. Listening closely. Listening because we cannot anticipate the answer because we do not know. And reading those life-giving words, the passages, the texts, the verses of this wonderful stranger as if we have never met. What if we could see God anew? Theologian Rowan Williams argues in Jesus we should meet God not as someone safe and familiar but as a stranger. See the gospel of Jesus Christ is a story of crossing boundaries and barriers seeking a better relationship and a greater connectedness with the living God. See, when you hear and accept the shepherd's voice, you will find yourself in the midst of people of varying abilities, cultures, ethnicities, and social status, because they too, as strangers, are hearing and accepting the voice of the good shepherd. For each stranger that you meet, there is potential for teaching and learning, therefore transformation. Let us connect to God as a stranger renewing our strength and our love while crossing barriers and boundaries life is not always easy even on this mother's day and often way we have experienced some bumps and bruises and hurts and wounds along the way And you may find yourselves dazed and confused. But this verse is a gift filled with grace and love and acceptance. Because we are in the hands of a living God. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. And they follow me. This morning, tomorrow, next week, respond to God as if He were a stranger, always searching for something new. For there is unity in hearing and doing. Our promise is that we are in God's hands. Our promise is that God gives us eternal life. Our promise is that we will never perish. Our promise is that no one will snatch us out of the hands of God. This is how we connect. Hearing God and connecting ourselves to God. You are the sons and daughters of a living God. Connect and acknowledge the promise of God. You are in His hands. Always, no matter what. Connect to God as a stranger and learn something new so the Lord's prayer will look different. Psalm 23 will never be the same and worship will transform your heart. Connect to a living God and know that you are in his hands. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this opportunity to worship you. To worship you, to love you, and to be loved by you as your sons and daughters. It is through your grace and your love that we are at the center of your activity, your righteousness, and your holiness. Let us live into that space in expectancy, knowing that you are holding us in your hands and nothing can take us away. In Christ's name we do pray and let the church say amen. Amen. So let us stand together to sing our final hymn number 92, For the Beauty of the Earth.